Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Double Feature. <laughs> no, um, today's episode will be a little different. This is my very own, I guess, interpretation of a double feature. I have um, two shows, kind of, sort of, whatnot. Um, a good friend of mine, Maite. Uh, I sat down and talked with her about a project that's near and dear to her heart, and I hope you guys find it in your hearts to give and to support this project, Um, or if not, just at the very least, maybe share the links, um, get the word out there. Uh, Second or next up would be the Carefree Black Nerd kind of gearing up for the fall review season, and uh, picking up with the wonderful and amazing and all so kooky and angsty uh Riverdale (laughs) so welcome to Riverdale Returns and so this is again the Carefree Black Nerds interpretation of a double feature and uh so here we go feature number one Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. And this is a very special episode. Uh, Today we're going to talk with a very good friend of mine who has a very good cause on her heart. And um, so go ahead and introduce yourself, my wonderful, wonderful, lovely guest. Hi! Good... Well, just hi. I can't say good morning, good afternoon. I can just say hi. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. Hi, everyone. My name is Maite. I was born in the Caribbean. I was born in Haiti, uh, raised in South Florida. I went to college in Atlanta, and I am now, gratefully, a designer in New York. Um, Although I'm... I feel like I've had the best of both worlds. I've been blessed to live the best of both worlds. I've been able to live in the U.S. and I and affiliate and identify with my stateside friends. But I do have close and strong ties to the Caribbean. A lot of my cultural upbringing has been strongly influenced by the Caribbean. Um, I'm a huge advocate for Haitian rights, for... Um, things going on in Haiti, the poverty in Haiti, the devastations in Haiti. And most recently, a the Hurricane Maria devastated Puerto Rico, and it has really broken my heart. I mean, really broken my heart to see what has become of the country, especially considering Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the U.S., and it doesn't necessarily stand on its own as strongly anymore. And it is heavily dependent on the U.S. for its survival and well-being. And I recently saw how how much of a catastrophe the hurricane caused down there. I felt helpless because typically I advocate for Haiti and I'm always on the forefront um, standing up for Haitian rights and standing up for the country's rights. And this was the first time I saw a fellow Caribbean country in like such dire, dire need. And I didn't like the feeling of helplessness. Fast forward to a few days ago, or about a week or so ago, Facebook cleverly gave or cleverly suggested that I turned my birthday into a donation to the habitat of Puerto Rico. Um, The campaign allows me to, instead of asking friends for happy birthday wishes, uh, I can ask friends for donations. 
and it goes towards this habitat for humanity in Puerto Rico to help rebuild the country and just give hope. And I'm not trying to raise a million dollars. You know, times are hard. Everybody is focused on themselves. But I don't typically ask people to celebrate my birthday. I don't typically ask people to um, wish me a happy birthday or anything. Every day is a blessing. Life is a blessing in itself. Um, My brother passed away at a very young age. So every year older is always a blessing for me. But... To be able to give the gift of hope, to be able to ask all of my friends and all of my loved ones to, hey, you know, instead of wishing me a happy birthday, help me contribute $5 towards this island that's been devastated. Because for years, so many of us go to Puerto Rico and we vacation and we enjoy the country for its fruits, for its lush habitat for its beaches you know it's one of the most cost effective caribbean getaways that we enjoy here stateside otherwise the bahamas and saint martin saint lucia uh jamaica all of these other islands are quite expensive to to access and here puerto rico has given us so much like so much of its caribbean wealth and so much of its caribbean heritage It would be amazing to have people come together and just pledge a little $5 here, $10 there. You know, I've had people be very generous with some of their offers, offers that I was not anticipating at all. But anything to just give back to this amazing little country that's given us so much in its own right. I... I am. Um, I'm just happy to be able to have you on and discuss this because for me, I'm not as well educated when it does come to the Caribbean. I had a Midwestern upbringing, and going away to college, meeting you and others. My roommate was from St. Croix. I had a roommate from New Orleans. Like it's for me, it's this constant learning experience, and I'm so happy to be able to donate i'm so happy to be able to listen to you to someone who has a kind of firsthand knowledge of what's going on um kind of in short hear the message from the horse's mouth so to speak so thank you thank you so much i um no just thank you for sharing yourself and your birthday oh this i mean this is just so The fact that you even reached out and wanted to give me a platform, like that warms my heart so much. It makes me feel like this is not in vain. And just the fact that anyone wants to talk about it. I mean, your friendship has always meant so much to me. I've always felt like you were such a courageous person. You've always gone after your dreams. And the fact that you would even, you know, share your platform with me to allow me to share this moment with other people. I'm so grateful. Thank you. (laughs) oh my god okay okay so this um campaign you like you said is being run through facebook and what i'll do for all the listeners out there i'm going to take the link that goes directly to the campaign if you'd like to donate um it'll be here in the show notes for this episode it'll also be on my website carefreeblacknerd.com i'll of course share it on twitter uh instagram Please. Yes, yes. Every so, so I encourage everyone to. And if you think if you can't donate, at least share the link. Just share because yeah. if you don't, someone else may be able to. And like she said, she's not asking for 
$10,000. It's a pretty doable um, goal to reach. And yeah, yeah, it is the goal. The campaign ends by my birthday, by midnight on my birthday. My birthday will be October 10th this year. So I would just encourage you, even if you can't share what's in your pockets, share the gift of hope. As corny as it sounds, I'm one of the cheesiest people on the face of this earth. I'm one of those people that loves bumper sticker quotes. But you know, share the gift of share the wealth of hope with others where where you can't provide much per, like the the gift of love and the gift of hope is as corny as it sounds, it's just so uplifting and it just gives someone something to work toward. Absolutely. Oh my God. Again. <laughs> Thank you. Like I said, you're welcome back on anytime. If you have another something going on that you think needs to kind of be out a little bit further than maybe just the Facebook post, let me know. I'm 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 gladly here. I'll have you on anytime. Oh my goodness. I'm I would be I'd be honored to come back. I'm already honored to be here to begin with. I can say that a part of this really comes from a close and special place in my heart. Um, Next year, 2018, will make 10 years since my brother passed away from cancer. And um, it's been a very healing process. It's been a very, it's really strengthened my family. And sometimes we fell apart. Sometimes we came back together. But we've grown together. We've healed together. And we've learned how to live with the absence of someone we love without the guilt of, I can't believe I'm having fun now that this person is gone. And um, when, dev- when like travesties and devastations occur, it's hard to just have fun sometimes without feeling a twinge of guilt, without feeling a twinge of pain in your heart. Right. And that's why I want to do this because my family and I we want to start a foundation and a campaign for my brother and my brother's name one day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not quite sure how we want to pivot it yet because cancer is something that affects a lot of people and a lot of people have started foundations for it and a lot of people have um, invested their years to heal in their pain. Mm-hmm. And um, this, this, opportunity arose and I was like what perfect way to get me acclimated getting people to talk together and come together and heal together and love together in the name of giving other people hope other people that are currently going through something devastating and giving them hope and that's why I just I can't emphasize enough even if you can't give a hundred even if you can't give five give 50 cents you know give whatever you can because of hope to someone else during a time of need, a time of travesty, a time of dev- like of devastation, it just means so much. And um, yeah, I'm rambling. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. This is just ramble on, whatever. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm again. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to have you on. I'm very. Ex- I can hear the passion in your message, and I hope that that translates to others, and they feel the need to give, or like I said, at the very least, share the link. Yes. That someone else will have the spirit on them to give as well. Welcome to Riverdale. (laughs) 
welcome to Riverdale. Welcome to Riverdale's a Carefree Black Nerd Review Show. Following the dark and twisted, mysterious take on CW's and Archie Comics, well, CW's take on Archie Comics show Riverdale, um, you may ask, oh no, why are you covering this? This isn't people of color, but it is, my folks, but it is. Um, with the fall review season, like, kind of gearing up, um, I figured I'm going to continue tradition and go into a season two of Welcome to Riverdale. Um, as many of you know, I did not finish out, uh, my review show, Welcome to Riverdale, on season one. I believe I stopped at, like, episode nine. Uh, around that time, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of moving, transitioning across states, um, a lot of family issues going on, and just... A lot of stuff got caught in the wayside, and Welcome to Riverdale was one of those. Uh, it is my plan <laughs> to review every episode and go forth and stay on schedule as I've had with other shows, such as Oh So Insecure, the HBO slash Easter Ray slash Larry Whitmore's uh, review show. That being said, I oddly enough, I've watched the entire season, the first season of Riverdale, Save for the very last episode, chapter 13. And, um, <laughs> I sat down and watched it today and blew my mind. Like, it's one of them things where I knew who killed Jason Blossom, which was the, the, the reoccurring, um, through line throughout the entire season was who killed Jason Blossom. That night. Sheriff Keller and Mayor McCoy saw what we watched in Archie's garage. Jason, tied to a chair in the basement of a bar on the south side of Riverdale, while a serpent Mustang taunted him. Then, the unthinkable. We would learn why my father confessed. Because Clifford Blossom visited him on the night of his arrest with a threat. That I... Jughead Jones would suffer the same fate as Jason Blossom if my father didn't confess. My dad was protecting me from a monster, and the nightmare was far from over. He's gonna get charged with tampering with evidence, obstruction to justice, mishandling a body, perjury, and that's just off the top of my head. He's not getting out anytime soon. And though one question had been answered that night, that it was Clifford Blossom who killed Jason. A new mystery loomed over Riverdale. Why had he done it? It was a question only Clifford himself would be able to answer. And I knew that, and I knew, you know, spoilers, that his father did it and that his father hung himself but now I'm looking at the last episode and all these other secrets came out and everyone's realizing that just because these people are your parents don't make them right like all this shady shit is going down and I found myself like excited once again which is like I'm kind of upset that I didn't finish out the first season, but I'm like kind of happy that I didn't because now I have this fire lit under my ass like I'm ready to dive into this second season now um for those of you who haven't seen the end of season one, I'd encourage you to go and watch it. It is on Netflix. And uh, just t 
take it all in because it's a very very good show um and i'm one who do who is like a very a fan of angsty teenage drama and soap operiness and whatever else and this show had it all um so i watched it of course i loved it was there for it and went at the time of this recording we have riverdale coming out like right around the corner so um i'm going to of course do the welcome to riverdale review show and i'm hoping this season to see more black boy joy more black girl magic more um just people of color like reggie who is now asian in um in this iteration of riverdale i want to see more of him uh it seems as if after watching the first trailer for season two pops maybe be featured a little more we know he's a black man in this iteration of riverdale uh josie and the pussycats like kudos to them for staying out of trouble but it's like god damn like they stayed out of trouble yeah but staying out of trouble kept them out of the whole damn season so could we get a little bit more of these melanated individuals on screen this season uh tune in with me and find out no (laughs) but um having seen everything up until the last episode i missed josie and her colorful hair now um at first i was like oh what's going on but then i was like you know what i'm feeling this this black girl up there individual rock star young high school chick setting it off and it just made me it it reminded me of all the things that i love about this show and all the things that i kind of hate about this show like the drama and the mystery and all that shit is good like a one but it's like oh the representation could be done a little bit better even veronica who is essentially white passing until you see her with her mom and you know i'm not latin uh hispanic i'm that's not my that's not how i identify and so i'm fingers crossed you know whatever legs cross tongue eyes and everything that i'm not stepping over the line but it's like anything ethnic about her seemed to be kind of washed away like there was a scene on the last episode where her mother hugged her and was like oh no Miha, such and something something she said and i was like okay that's the first time that i can recall anything being said or kind of done to allude to you not i don't know just it it seemed like that didn't seem like it was just thrown in there it seemed natural and genuine but i was like oh could we have gotten a little bit more but then again that's not how i identify so i don't know if that's would maybe make her more of a caricature i don't know if you um identify as latin or hispanic or whatnot and you want to leave a comment like oh you know i I wouldn't like that or i would like that or tweet me carefree blurred and let me know because i don't again i want to see more representation and as much as i want to see more of reggie i'm not asian so i don't know what is seen as a caricature or a stereotype or whatever but i know that i want to see more of reggie hell even if he is a big asshole you know the entire time give me that um all in all i thought welcome to riverdale (laughs) excuse me i thought riverdale cw's riverdale was a really good show and one of the better kind of drama mysteries or whatnot um i did like this who's who who done it clue type of you know trying to figure it out who killed jason blossom and i really love which i wrote a note 
a note on is that in episode 12 when everyone's sitting on the couch watching the laptop I remember being like so blown away at one the acting I loved how they showed the reactions versus what was on the tape initially then you know later on we saw it and whatever but it was just I was wrapped up into this world again um what was another scene Jughead apologizing to Cheryl that got me um I guess in keeping with tradition of welcome to Riverdale uh who did I think killed Jason Blossom (laughs) well I did always suspect his parents so I'll go with that we all know who did it now it was his father and that's that but let me see my favorite of the entire season I don't know like Betty was (laughs) Betty of course was like the lead like yeah Archie had his stuff going on but Betty was like the one to watch out for the one getting shit done as annoying as she was she was doing it um her and Jughead I do like this mix I like this kind of alternate universe playing with different relationships thing that we have going on in Riverdale but I don't know it's like by default it will be Josie and the Pussycats from here on out period but my favorite is probably between Betty Cheryl I don't want to say Veronica because she was good but I don't know I feel like she could have been better but having watched the entire season you all know how indecisive I can be I'll probably go with Cheryl or a very close close hard tie between Cheryl and Betty because when I look at the season overall taking all race out of it and just the story alone I really do think of course Betty was built up to be that kind of um um what do you call the character like Jubilee was to X-Men kind of that entry level character for everyone even though we all know the story of Archie it's like the tell as old as time for those younger people or people who are not familiar from other countries or whatever now she's kind of that entry point character I felt like now if you think I'm wrong you think someone else was or you think there was not one carefree blurred always hit me up um I think that Cheryl had like the everyone had emotional things they went through but her and that emotional like she Cheryl, mm, Cheryl, Cheryl. <laughs> period. I, I'm, I'm here for Cheryl just to see what, like, cause of the. Mm, I'm not a twin, <laughs> so I couldn't imagine losing a sibling and then you know a twin and whatever connection y'all shared into kind of have her be drugged through the dirt the entire season. Like, she was presented as a mean girl. You know, she bumped heads with Veronica. She bumped heads with pretty much everyone on the show. And at the end of the day, shots, it seemed as if she just wanted to, one, have a happy life with her family. But two, to kind of move on and she never got that chance to. And so seeing the, oh my God, when I saw her with that candelabra and that fucking white, x-men style nightgown she was standing in front of the fight like it was just like the power shift from her mother to her was it, it was amazing I, so i guess maybe cheryl so i'll say betty and cheryl for sure and at a very very close second it's probably jughead um 
I like this. I, I like the show, and I like that you really don't know what's going to happen. Because when those little privileged ass white kids, Archie, Veronica, and Betty, ran from Riverdale High to the South Side because they just knew Jughead was going to be in trouble, I was like, now what the first and fucking foremost, how are you leaving school, going halfway across town, and just bursting into this other school where if it's as bad as they say it is you could very easily be shot or robbed or attacked and you go in like guns are blazing not really but guns blazing to save your friend what did they expect was going to happen like towards the end of the show although i was very much into it i was just like what the fuck is going on here there were plenty of times in those last two episodes because i rewatched rewatched um 12 and then i watched 13 i was like what what the fuck is going on like veronica and these non high school attired like these couture ass dresses and and fur jackets and shit and then it's winter time and no one's wearing a hat and it just was like i don't know i don't know i was like this shit is crazy but um i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm hoping that season two it's just as good. I'm hoping that it's not like that sophomore slump where you get to your second season or your second album and it's like, eh. Um, and I guess now that we've answered the question, who killed Jason Blossom, we move on to the next question. Um, because after watching the trailer for season two, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm still all in. I like that it's a direct continuation from where season one left off. There is no, as far as I know, because at the time of this recording i have yet to see um the first episode but there is no flash forward you know like oh six months and this happens and i think that's going to make it for a very good watch rewatching when season one and two are done and we can watch them straight through um i guess they wouldn't want to go too far because i want to say the kids are in their senior year junior or senior year in high school um but yeah, and I say, let me see, favorite scene from the season overall. I won't go with that because I did do Welcome to Riverdale up until episode 9. But I did enjoy the party. I forget which episode that was. It may have been 10 or 11. I don't know. But that party was really, was a really good, cinematography was great. And the colors, the, like it was, all in all, that was a good scene. But my favorite, it still comes down to Cheryl. Her setting that house on fire. It was just like, Mommy, I'm in here and to such and such and do whatever. And she set her mother on fire. It's like, ah, uh, they have been shitting on Cheryl forever in a day. Her whole family. And she got her revenge. And also, <laughs> uh, what I was mentioning before about the father having Clifford, I think. Carlisle, whatever, something. Some old white man name. Having killed Jason. And then... You know, Cheryl and her mom, like Penelope being like, yeah, okay, when the police come, he's in the barn. Him having hung himself, I still don't know if he hung himself. Like, I feel like, well, I guess it's alluded to, but nobody explicitly, I don't know, I don't know. This, That's what this show is doing to me, because I feel like Cheryl killed him. Like, because there was that scene right after when her and her mother were in their funeral clothes and her mom was like yeah that his funeral should have been an event of the century but you know it was thrown into the ground like some pauper some 
grandiose way she was speaking and she was like shit why are you crying you didn't even like him or you hated him or something and I was like is it I'm crying because even though I know he killed my dad I'm still a daddy's girl is it I still love my dad is it I took his life is it we took his life like I'm so ah because I'm thinking like in that barn which has to be like 20 feet ceilings you're hanging from this beam and there's a bucket of maple syrup kicked over with drugs spilling out of it. But could he have done? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to leave that there. Wait till I watch the first couple episodes and then go for it. <laughs> so we watched the trailer. And of course, there is more death and drama in Riverdale. And I'm here for every piece of it. But the way that the trailer played and the way that this first episode is, or the pieces that I've seen is playing, I don't know that I like it as much as the first one. Um, you can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. Well, I mean, you probably can, but with this, it's like we come off of Jason's murder mystery to this. And I guess it's the emotional aspect that's drawing you in, that's making it, you know, the stakes higher. But if. Archie's dad dies, which he more than likely won't. I don't care. But I'm sure that he won't. But then again, it's like, oh, now the question is, Hiram is back. So did he send someone to kill Archie's dad? Or I don't, it's, who knows? All I do know is that chapter 14, a kiss before dying. Archie struggles with the emotional aftermath of his father's shooting. Veronica learns her father has arrived in town earlier than expected. And Pop Tate's story leaves Jughead and Betty questioning the gunman's motives. Again, just from that synopsis, what the fuck are y'all doing? Because <laughs> these kids ain't going to be in class. If we have a graduation scene, I'm going to scream. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all in all... I'm looking forward to more of the angsty drama from season one carried over to season two. I'm looking for more secrets to be revealed. I'm looking for more people to get a little bit more shine. I want the people of color to show up more. Um, I love that Josie and the Pussycats are now women of color, but I would prefer for them to have more screen time and not to be in service of Archie. Like, his whole... <clears throat> That's my issue with them as well. Like, if we're going to have them be what they are, let's do... Oh, mm. Will we get Sabrina? Uh, you know, because that's an Archie Comics character. Will we get Sabrina to show up? And if and when she does, is she going to be a white woman? Is she going to be a witch? Like, what is she going to like? Oh, could she possibly be a trans woman? Like, that would be amazing. A trans woman of color playing Sabrina, the teenage witch. Like, come on. Tuh, come on. So, I... <laughs> I'm excited. Um, we probably won't see Sabrina, but... <laughs> <laughs> one could hope I'm very excited um I don't know I'm I'm just bursting at the seams with excitement uh so yeah welcome to Riverdale WTR pod please folks when you watch welcome to Riverdale or CW's Riverdale please tweet it live tweet it with the hashtag WTR pod um, when you listen to this show and when you start listening to the Welcome to Riverdale review show, because I know you will, you already here. If you're listening to this, you might as well, if you haven't already, subscribe, give them five star reviews, listen to Welcome to Riverdale, watch Riverdale, and then tweet with it WTR Pod. Like, you're just sitting in the couch, eating your bonbons, listening to podcasts. You ain't got nothing else better to do. Tweet. <laughs> no, but um, 
I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this season. I am trying not to make any predictions. I mean, I know Hiram is coming back. Uh, I'm interested to see if he's a white man or if he's a man of color. Because um, Veronica's mom, Hermione, she looks very much like a woman of color. Veronica looks white passing, but still like Chris was saying from the Reed, spicy white. And uh, so I want to I wanna see what her father looks like. You know, he's been alluded to the whole first season, and I've been anticipating seeing him show up. Uh, that being said, I don't know if it's just me and I'm just looking at so many racially ambiguous people, but can someone tell me, does FP... Is he, is that a white man? Like, I'm going to look him up, Google him after this. But I was watching through the last few episodes. I was like, this seems like he's not white. But then again, he could be. I don't know. <laughs> this is important because representation is everything. And I want to know <laughs> if these are people of color or not. Um, so all in all, thanks for listening, you guys. When you listen to this episode and you watch CW's Riverdale or you listen to the Welcome to Riverdale review show, please use the hashtag WTRPod and tweet. Say, hey, I didn't agree with you with this. I did agree with that. Can you believe this happened? Oh, my fan favorite is Josie. Oh, my fan favorite is the mayor. Oh, my fan favorite is Molly Ringwald. Like, give me give me some feedback, you guys. Let's make this a conversation to remember. Let's make season one better than season two. Um, I don't know. Just more color. <laughs> so let's keep this conversation going. If you like the feature number one in this double feature, or you like feature number two in this double feature, or you like them both, tweet me and let me know. Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag CBNPod. Use the hashtag WTRPod. Uh, check me on Instagram. Instagram is CarefreeBlackNerd. And, uh, you know, just keep keep this conversation going i'm trying to put out this content and i'd love a little bit of feedback five star reviews are always welcome comments and hearts are always welcome <laughs> so with that being said um stay carefree uh stay aware of what's going on in the caribbean <laughs> and um do not move to riverdale and uh i don't know stay uh nerdy <laughs> All right, y'all.